0: Well, I have been excited to get here to be with you tonight. Now, if, if your husband's out mowing the lawn, go turn the front porch light on and off. Get it. No, just leave it on. That'll get his attention better than anything. he would be like my dad saying, you're, you're blinding the neighbors having those outside lights on. So good to be with you tonight. I look forward to these Wednesday nights. You know, this is the 12th. Wednesday night in a row that I have had the distinct honor and privilege of being with you live. I don't know that that has happened since we moved in to the great Summerall Tabernacle, but I sure am enjoying it. And from the comments we receive and the folks that join us every week, like Pastor Jacob Pierman, Gloria White, Joshua Stevens are already letting me know they're right there. I want you to do that because I am, after all, an audience participation preacher. So uh, it's been a little difficult on me to be in empty spaces without being able to see the reaction of God's people. Sometimes they frown at me. Sometimes they snarl at me. (laughs) Most of the time they smile and shout amen. That's what I want you to do tonight. I want you to shout your amens right there in the comments because when we're finished tonight, just about 50 minutes from now, I will be going through every single one of those comments, praying for you, you, excuse me, when you ask for prayer, and uh, taking your needs before God, celebrating with you, and, and being encouraged. I, I want to thank my good friend way out in Los Angeles, California, uh, Brian and Natalie Bolt. They, they just encouraged me so much, and they send me a word of encouragement today. It blessed me. Also, our elders out there in our great Elkhart, Indiana, Campus, thank you all for your encouragement. We love you so very much. We miss you now. I'm gonna give you two or three really, 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 really really important announcements because this is a busy, busy, busy week right here at The Harve. So I want you to have time to let everybody know Pastor Rod is live right now. I'm gonna be talking tonight about supernatural power, supernatural promise, and supernatural purpose. Are you ready? Power, promise, purpose in the supernatural realm tonight to help you survive the perils of perilous time. But I do wanna make this announcement before I get started. My beautiful bride, Miss Joni Parsley, is going to be with us tomorrow for Thursday Favorite Chapel from the great Valor Christian College. The whole thing will be hosted live by Pastor Ed Ramirez, our former dean of students at Valor Christian College where world changes are made. That is at 10 a.m. live. I'm sure you're going to want to let everybody know about that. And know this, Valor Christian College is... Prophetically, the point on the spear of a revival that is going to, in our prayers, launch a third great awakening. And we have brand new scholarships. And also, I, I had them check the last time that I was a professor actually teaching classes at Valor Christian College. It was 30 Five years ago. But this coming fall semester, I'm going to be right in the classroom and I'm going to be teaching Legacy, Repairers of the Breach. Joining me as a professor this year, my beautiful daughter Ashton Blair will be teaching Integrity in God's House with, with the book that her grandmother wrote Mrs. Ellen Parsley. Now, all the details about Valor, as always, are at valorcollege.edu. Now, this week, I'm with you tonight. Miss Joni is with you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And then Friday night, or Thursday night, I'm with Bishop R.J. Matthews. Be live with Bishop R.J. Matthews. Thursday night, then Friday night, we begin our Days of Fire Pentecost celebration. And who better to start it off with me on Friday night than the great Madam of Pentecost herself, the great Vani Lopez, Friday night with me. Saturday night, Todd Dulaney will be joining me Live and then Sunday morning, Harvest Music Live and myself will bring you into the power of Pentecost. Here's what I need you to do. Deborah George, I love you. Angela Davis, Sean Coleman, keep letting me know you're there. Here's what I need you to do. Send your address to rodparsley at rodparsley.com. Slash oil. Now, let me give it to you again, at rodparsley.com slash oil, because I want to send you some vials of oil that I have prayed over, and following that great anointing service, I, or, or during it, I want to conduct a miracle healing and victory Pentecost, ha, service, miracles, healings, victories, anointing service during Saturday night with Todd Delaney live on all our platforms. I also want you to sign up. Beginning today, I've got a five message teaching series on Pentecost fire. It began today, but you can get yours today if you'll just leave me your information, rodparsley.com slash Pentecost teaching. rodparsley.com slash Pentecost teaching. And they're free and it'll get you ready for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, I'm ready to share God's word with you tonight, and it is an incredible, incredible teaching message. My goodness, this series has been something else. Last week, we talked about staying eternally minded. And and we're going to continue sharing with you, God's got you covered, shout it. Put your hands up there now. God's got me covered. Surviving the perils of perilous times. Tonight, we're going to be talking about supernatural power, supernatural promise, and supernatural purpose. I'm going to start off with a few scriptures. Now, As I shared with you, I'm going to teach you tonight. I'm going to give you information. The Holy Spirit spoke to me today, and he said, this is what I want you to do tonight. I want you to build their faith as we go into Pentecost weekend. So I'm going to build your faith, teaching you, destroying your unbelief and getting you ready to receive everything God has for you. This will be the most supernatural Pentecost you have ever experienced. If you believe that, express your faith right now, type in there, I receive, just do it right now. We're going to begin with a scripture, and I probably have close to 100 scriptures I'm going to share with you tonight, because between tonight and Friday night, I want you to study them. Get them in your spirit. Here we go. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Perilous. That means dangerous opportunity. You ought to just write that down now. Dangerous opportunity. Type it in the comments to me right now. Dangerous opportunity. Psalm 46, 14. God is our refuge, our strength, a well-proven help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river. Hallelujah. Listen to this now. There is a river, Psalm 46 4, the streams of which make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. You know who that is? That's you. The Holy Spirit has taken up residence, personally present, on the inside of you. And as a result of that, no matter what is going on around you, John 7, 38 and 39 shouts it, He who believes in me, said God, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart. Another translation said, out of his heart belly. What does it mean? The inwardmost parts of your inwardmost being, your spirit, out of your heart shall flow what? Complaining, doubt, unbelief, naysaying, backbiting, tailbearing. No, out of your belly shall flow rivers, not a stream, not a trickle, not a faucet. Rivers of living, Life-giving water. Now, hear this. He spoke this of the Holy Spirit, whom those who believe in him would receive, because he had not yet been glorified, so the Holy Spirit had not yet been given. Isaiah 42, verses 2 and 3. If the word doesn't thrill you, your wood is wet. You need another dip. You need another dose. You need another touch. And we're going to have one for you this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. When you pass through the waters, God said, I will be with you. Are you with me? When you pass through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor will the flame even kindle on you. For God said, I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. I am your Savior. Now, you better get ready. You better fasten your seat belt right now. I've got one on this this chair, because I can barely sit here. The words were hardly distinguishable. They were coming on the inside. Not audibly, not loudly, not forcefully. Not a roaring voice. A still, small voice. Here's what they said. This young man said, I'm not in the habit of using my seatbelt. Never had any problem before. Again it came. Fasten your seatbelt. I don't have far to go. I'll be all right. A third time, fasten your seatbelt. The voice was quiet, but insistent. With a sigh of exasperation, that young man paused as he headed down the driveway in his little minivan on his way to work. He pulled that seldom-used seat belt around himself and latched it securely into place, and then ventured out onto the roads that were, at that time, frosty. With what we have a lot here in Ohio and the Midwest, that wintry mix that we so dread snow and ice at the same time in the middle of February. He, he was completely, entirely unaware that before he'd traveled two miles from his home in a routine trip to the office, that suddenly that journey would turn deadly. Another vehicle Veered across the center line, went out of control on a patch of that frosty ice, struck that minivan head on. Now, now the night before, he was getting ready to leave for work, but he decided to stop and check the platform. Make sure the instruments were ready for the church where he was the praise and worship pastor. His family was waiting on him at home, but something just prompted him to do what he loved to do, sit down at the piano and begin to worship. Well, before he realized it, as I get when I'm studying God's Word, an hour had already passed in the glorious presence of God. So as he made his way home in the darkness, he was thankful for the presence of the Holy Ghost, that had surrounded him. The next morning, he managed to get out of his smashed vehicle, but he collapsed in the snow, dazed, confused from the impact of that collision. One thought broke across that foggy mind. If I hadn't taken the time to worship, Would I have been able to hear that whispering, soft voice of the Holy Spirit put on your seatbelt? His life was spared as a result of one single solitary act of almost unconscious obedience reacting to the still small voice of the holy spirit when i heard about the accident personally the tragic and untimely death of one precious person that i knew very well and how the death of the other was so narrowly avoided i sought god diligently that young man at the piano that young man in that tragic accident was our praise and worship pastor now bishop clint brown so many of you know him when that tragedy struck i sat down and god said to me like he did john on the island of patmos right And I don't ever remember writing so quickly everything that was flowing out of that river of the Holy Spirit in my belly. And God spoke to me how to pass through the perils of perilous times that I'm sharing with you right now. And how to do it without suffering catastrophic consequences. God's answer came swift. It came decisively. And he downloaded these principles in my heart. I did my best to record every one of them. I can tell you I'm sure I missed some. In the past few weeks, I've taught you on the importance of being truly born again, leading a life totally surrendered to God. Last week, we touched on that subject of eternal vigilance. Now, this week, we're going to move on to the next key. And it's so appropriate that I do it as we head in to our days of Pentecost, our days of fire Pentecost weekend. Here's the key, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That gives you power, that illuminates God's promises and ignites your purpose through the power of God, through the Holy Spirit in your life. Now hear me. In over 40, hello, Kevin and Linda Lyman and Tracy Miller and Ryan Bailey. Hey, how come you're not telling me where you're watching from? Come on, come on. You don't talk to me, I stop talking to you. In over 45 years of gospel ministry, I, I think there's no more confusing subject to people than that of the Holy Spirit. We must first conclude that God, the Holy Spirit, get this, is a distinct person. Now, that means that he can be known. Your Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, he that comes to God must believe, number one, that God is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So let's consider together tonight in our time that we have together the distinguishing attributes, the distinguishing characteristics of the Holy Spirit so that we can begin to rely on him as a person. This is one of the most important life transforming keys to surviving the perils of perilous time. When the Holy Ghost begins to work through you in the everydayness of your life. God the Father is glorified, the Lord Jesus Christ is exalted, and souls rush into the kingdom of God and of his Christ. Now let me share with you just a glimpse about our mighty, mighty counselor, our comforter, our guide, our standby, the spirit of truth, the blessed, holy spirit of God. I'm going to be sharing with you. Now get a good look at this, fellas. Uh, uh, there, that's pretty good. I'm going to be sharing with you out of a book that I wrote very recently on 50 promises and purposes of the power of of the Holy Spirit. I want you to have this at the end of today's lesson, service, and I'll share with you how you can get it because I know every single solitary one of you is going to want to have it. So let's begin looking at some of the characteristics And attributes of the Holy Spirit because the more you get to know Him, the easier it will be to recognize His voice. He will move you strategically to where you need to be. I need to share this right at the beginning. People ask me all the time Ronnie Powell, Liz Garcia, Stephen Brooks, I love you. I don't see anybody telling me where you're from. Come on, you folks from outside the U.S. or or anywhere. Just let me know. Come on, I need you to talk to me. And that is this. People ask me, how did you end up where you are? I'm now 63. I can tell you, they've been asking me that for the last 40 years. How did you get from where you were to where you are? And I can tell you this. It was no lightning bolt striking out of a dark throated storm cloud. It was not the Holy Spirit just manifesting in the form of an angel or something and declaring. No, no, no. My life and yours, you better get this. My life and yours. Some of you are too spiritual to be any earthly good. My life and yours, you can tweet that. My life and yours are a result of a series of seemingly, at the time, insignificant events that over time ended you up where you need to be. You just don't recognize the hand, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Blessed be God, you're going to after you and I share this time together tonight. Number one, the Holy Spirit Now, we're talking about characteristics and and attributes of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is indivisible. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. There is one body and one spirit. Now, stop right there because everybody needs to get that. I'm going to make a statement before I leave you tonight regarding the the horrific events that happened on Tuesday morning once again in the United States of America. And what the church better get is that we are one body. We have one spirit. We got Alabama and Louisiana and New Zealand. Come on, let me know. One spirit, even as we are called in one hope of our calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of all, who is above all, hallelujah, and through all, and he is in you all. Listen, from antiquity, the Jewish people have considered Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, Tony from Boston, glad to have you. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, to be a vital part of their central prayer as a nation. I'm sure you've heard it. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. The unity of the Godhead is clearly seen Throughout your Bible, well, we've got somebody from Columbus watching. We're glad to have you, Nick. Throughout your Bible, the three persons of the Godhead revealed in Scripture, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is by far the most misunderstood. Listen, he is not some second cousin twice removed from God the Father. He is God, fully God, and we must acknowledge Him. We must recognize Him in order to receive what He has for us. He is not, you know, some kind of wisp in the wind. He's not some figment of somebody's imagination. He's not spooky. He's not a spirit as you think of a spirit. He is God. In fact, your Bible says God is that Spirit. Number two, the Holy Spirit is absolutely eternal. Hebrews 9, 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without blemish to God cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. I wish I had three sessions with you on that one verse. One of God's greatest distinguishing characteristics is that he is eternal and the characteristic that he possesses is eternity. Now God chose to reveal himself to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. He said, "I am Yahweh. I am Yahweh. Jehovah, the self-existent. That's important. Self-existent. What does that mean? He only needs himself to exist because he is all things. <laughs> I am the eternal one. Now look, since since he is God, the Holy Spirit is eternal. What does that mean? Well, he had no beginning, Yolanda from South Carolina and Christine from Missouri and, and Salvador from California. He had no beginning. We got Pittsburgh showing up in Pasadena. We got Sandy from Pittsburgh and Eric from almost heaven in West Virginia. Listen, he had no beginning because if he had a beginning, he would of necessity have an ending. He depends on no one and nothing for his existence. In fact, he is self-existent because he creates his own energy. Can I slip this in on you parenthetically? That's why he never runs out of anything. That's why he is a giver, because when he gives, it creates fuel to cause his existence to continue. He is never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. He is above all, beneath all, in you all and through you all. It's not easy, not easy at all, Lisa from Arkansas, for us to have a proper conception of eternity. It's very, very hard to get a finite mind around the concept of eternity because we are bound by time. When this life has run its course, I better not get on this. Last week, I started to weep like a baby when I started talking to you about eternity. When we outstrip this world, what was it? Ronald Reagan said, they slipped the surly bonds of earth. Yeah, he did. When we slip out of this earth suit, <laughs> we will discover a very, very different understanding of eternal things. You are eternal. You are born again. Your spirit is going to live forever. Now, Brian and Jan Dennis and Graham from Columbus. Number three, the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. There it is. Omnipresent. Psalm 139 verse seven, where shall we go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, hell, if I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell at the end of the sea, even there your hand shall guide me, Holy Spirit, and your right hand shall take hold of me. Oh, I feel The holy anointing of God, he's taking hold of you right now. You felt like you're falling. You felt like you're slipping. You felt like there's nothing to hold on to. My precious friend, when you are falling, flailing, you are not failing. You just hold on and look up lift your eyes toward the heavens from whence cometh your help because underneath you will find i told you when we began this series some seven weeks ago underneath you will find the everlasting hands of the omnipresent holy spirit he has the ability you see donnie from new mexico and kenneth from florida and steve and lula from indiana The Holy Spirit has the ability to be everywhere at the same time. Now, that's a concept that that really, really does stretch our imaginations because we are accustomed to operating in very few, watch me, dimensions of reality. Let me stop there a moment. Do you know that with your beautiful human ears, you can only hear about 18% of all the sound waves that are around you. You're unable to detect them. I'm 63 now. I love to rock and I've got me a beautiful rocking chair at home that I've got well broken in. And every now and then, my family will say to me, can't you hear that? And I say, what What am I supposed to hear? Eric from South Africa, welcome. Pastor Moses from Nairobi, Kenya. We love you. Jennifer from Niagara Falls, Canada. So I've got my rocking chair going, and they say, can't you hear that? I say, hear what? And they said, that squeaking, that high-pitched squeaking, I just keep rocking because I'm blissfully unaware. I can't hear it. It's in a sound wave, wave that, for some reason, my ears either never picked up or don't pick up anymore. You see, there's reality far beyond the dimensions such as length and width and height and time God does not live in that. God is the, on that at least fourth dimension. If you don't have my teaching on that. I think I'll preach a little bit of it this coming weekend. The God of the fourth dimension. That's the Holy Spirit. He operates beyond our dimensions in a world only accessible by faith, or supernatural divine intervention. We're, we don't need to understand all there is to know about a truth in order to benefit from it. I love fresh chicken eggs. Yes, I do. And I have no idea how those hens lay those beautiful brown eggs every morning. But I tell you this, when I whip them up and make some milk gravy some sausage milk gravy over a fresh hot biscuit it doesn't make me not enjoy them not one iota the less you understand you don't have to understand it all oh my great god lean back the holy arms of the holy spirit we can't process it all how the Holy Spirit can be with us and also in South Africa or Jamaica with Claudette right now. But he's right there. You sense him. You know it. He's like the wind. You can't see it, but you can feel the effect of it. Oh, may the Holy Spirit touch you now and minister to you in a great, great way. Rest assured, the Holy Spirit will always be with you when you call upon him in faith. Claudette from Jamaica, Darlene Perry says, God is everywhere at the same time. Yes, he is. That's why I speak healing to you. Whether you're in Jamaica or New Jersey, whether you are in Australia or Alabama, whether you are in New York City or Nairobi, Kenya, I speak the healing, delivering, saving, empowering Spirit of God to come upon you now. Let me know he's doing it. Oh, it'll encourage me so much. Let me know, let me know, let me know. Mary from George and Matt from Kentucky. Crystal and Katrina from Indiana. Number four, the Holy Spirit. Don't tell me you don't want this. There are 50 of these. The Holy Spirit is omniscient. I'll give you a scripture for everyone. Stay away from preachers that don't have a Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. But God has revealed them to us. How? He's omniscient, all-knowing. For the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God... For what man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Likewise, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Listen to me right now. I remember the first time God dropped this in my spirit. I was right over there in that aisle about three pews back. And the Holy Spirit spoke so strongly to my spirit. He said, the Holy Spirit can go where you cannot go. He can see and hear what you cannot know. He can come back and tell you things you do not know and cannot No, oh, for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, omniscience, all-knowing. It's another one of God's primary characteristics. Tracy and Sarah from WHCE, we love Elkhart, Rhonda from Tennessee, Elders McKee, Elders Christian, we love you. Now listen, if it's one of God's characteristics and he knows the number of hairs on your head, he he doesn't have to have a calculator for mine anymore. He's aware when a sparrow falls to the ground. Matthew chapter 10. There is therefore nothing outside the scope of the Holy Spirit's knowledge and nothing has ever taken him by surprise. From the clockwork precision of this universe to the way your hair follicles operate. He sees it. He knows it. He understands it all. That's an incredibly comforting solace to our hearts. He knows you. I had to pull my car over this morning because just as sweetly he said to me, I know you by name, that God could speak my name. He's speaking yours too. Number five, Marissa says she is feeling a strong presence of God. (laughs) I hope to shout. That's what happens every Wednesday. I wish you'd share with some folks. Number five, the Holy Spirit uh, is the source of power. Now, you know, Pastor Pentecost here wants to run around this building right now. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost ends of the earth. The power that Jesus is speaking of right here is not ordinary power. This is supernatural, wonder-working, blind man healing power. Now, Jesus said it, that you and I would receive his power when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. The very first infilling, of course, was Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. There appeared a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the house where they were all sitting. There appeared unto them clothed in tongues like as a fire that sat upon every one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance, actually translates as the Spirit of God, helped them, enabled them to express their original selves. There's that river. Of living water flowing. Now, listen, as a result of this divine empowerment, the disciples headed out. They're ready to go fulfill the Great Commission, spread the gospel, preach the word, signs and wonders following. The Holy Spirit wants to empower you to do exactly the same. I release you out of that spirit of bondage and timidity and weakness and fear. I command them come out of you in the mighty name of Jesus by the power of his spirit. You spread the gospel to everyone in your world. People ask me, they say, well, do you believe that speaking in tongues is the sign of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? I believe it is a sign. I do not believe it is the sign. The sign God made very, very clear. You will be a flaming, burning, unquenchable, undeniable, self-motivated soul winner. Now that, that hushes a lot of Pentecostal folks up. Because they think their service to, God's going to God going to the church and shouting. How much shouting have you been doing recently? How many people have you brought to the Lord? He didn't say, go bring them to church. He said, bring them to me. That directive has not changed. This is where they're frowning at me. All right, let's go One, Deborah George says, powerful. Miss Deborah, you encourage me so much. You are a soul winner extraordinaire. If there's anybody that gives evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit, it's you winning all those souls. Arthur says he receives now Lena, Lena, Lena from Cleveland, Tennessee, the apex of the great church of God right there in Cleveland, Tennessee. We love it. Number six. Do I have time for number six? I do. If you want me to stop, just type in there, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm going to see who does that. The Holy Spirit. Now, here's one I promise you. You haven't had anybody share with you. The Holy Spirit has a will. Right There it is. The Holy Spirit has a will. First Corinthians, let me put the word on it. First Corinthians 12, 11. But that one and very same Spirit works all these things, dividing to each one, watch it, individually as he will. The Apostle Paul, what he's talking about here, of course, the gifts of the Spirit. That the Holy Spirit, if they are the gifts of the Holy Spirit... (laughs) then wouldn't it stand to reason that he's the distributor of the gifts? Now, Jesus is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is the divider, the giver of gifts. First Corinthians chapter 12, he told the church he did not want them to be ignorant. I dare you to look at somebody in the room with you right now and say, don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. Type in there. Let everybody else watching right now see you type in the comments. Don't be ignorant. It doesn't mean don't be, you know, something wrong with your mind. It means misinformed. Don't be misinformed about the proper distribution of the gifts of the Holy Ghost and use them. He made it very, very clear that these gifts, these gifts are given, not by men, but by the Holy Spirit himself. You go to some place where some preacher's acting like he's giving people gifts of the Holy Spirit, don't walk out of there, run. These belong to the Holy Spirit. He decides to whom and how and when they are dispersed. There's no need, don't ever do it, to compare your gift to somebody else's. You need to be as Paul, learn to be content in whatsoever place you find yourself and yet be hungry for more. I, I believe with all my heart, I've seen it as you faithfully administer whatever gift or gifts of the Holy Spirit that are bestowed upon you, it qualifies you for more. And by the way, in case I don't have enough time, I, I, was, I wanted to share, what do, what do I have? About 10 minutes? About 10 minutes. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's gifts are divided into three categories. Uh, Most most folks don't know this. They are number one. I'll come back to number seven in a minute. I'm going to jump ahead to number 20. I just feel it. Watch this. The Holy Spirit manifests his power through his gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 11. But that one and very same Spirit works all these, dividing to each one individually as he will. Now, the Holy Spirit's work is done through his gifts as he gives them to men. And some of the most important of these are listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you want to study them, they're in verses 7 through 10. Now, wait a minute because I want you to understand that's not the only list. That list is of manifestation gifts. They are nine divided into three categories. The vocal gifts, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, and the power gifts, the gifts of the working of miracles, the gifts of healings, whoo, glory to God, the gift of miracles. Now, if the Holy Spirit's still in the earth, so are all nine of those. There's another list of gifts, not manifestation gifts, but ministry gifts. These are in Ephesians chapter four. They can be symbolized by your hand. Do you understand you're supposed to have these? Operate in them. I pray every day, God, I thank you that the gifts of the Holy Spirit manifest, are resident in my life and in my ministry in mighty and powerful ways. Ministry gifts represented by your hand, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. The least known gifts of the Holy Spirit are neither of those two categories, but the third category. These are found in Romans chapter 12. They are motive or motivational gifts. There are seven of them. Prophecy, but it is not the prophecy in the other list. Teaching, again, not the same gift as in the other list. Exhortation, Giving, did you know that giving is a gift of the Spirit? Serving, the gift of administration or leadership or ruling. And the one my beautiful wife is baptized in, that motive gift of mercy. She can extend mercy in any situation. I want you to get to know the Holy Spirit. I want you to get to know the gifts that he distributes. So am I going back to seven, or is that all I've got time for? That's all I've got time for. Well, we got through eight of them anyway, one through six, and number 20. I want you to have all 50 of them, all 50 of them. Amanda Crabb, did you get blessed tonight? I hope you did. Amber from Pennsylvania. Stephen and Brenda from Florida. I hope that's the Stephen and Brenda I know. Roland from North Carolina. Jazz from Edmonton, Alberta. Betty from Uganda. Isn't it wonderful that God has given me the opportunity to share his word with all of you? Here's what I want you to get. I want you to get 50 promises and purposes of the Holy Spirit. I only shared seven of them with you. There are 50 of them. Purposes of the Holy Spirit. Beautiful book, beautifully illustrated. In fact, all the pictures you've seen behind me today are in the book with every single one of those beautiful promises. But I've got something else I want to put in your hand. There's a ghost in the house. One of the greatest series God ever blessed me to preach. There's a ghost in the house. Two DVDs, two CDs, perfecting praise and how to get your Holy Ghost upgrade. The book is available tonight. For anyone who sows a seed of any size. Please don't turn me off right now. I'm going to tell you straight up from my heart, right out of that river. God always meets our needs, but he always uses people to do it. His blessing has to flow through you. I just shared with you one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is giving. I wonder if you're blessed to be a giver. Now, you immediately think of, well, I can't give a million dollars yet, but you could give 20. Please don't look away because you can't sow $100 tonight. No gift is insignificant. This is the 12th week in a row that we have been unable to assemble together here in Columbus, in Elkhart, Indiana, or anywhere else. It's been... Nearly three months since I've been able to go anywhere and preach. All of those blessings financially have been cut off. So we have to believe that you will hear the voice of God tonight, the sweet voice of the Holy Spirit to help us continue this soul winning ministry around the world. Right now, we are freeing slaves in the South, southern Africa Uh, in South Sudan. We are distributing relief in 51 cities, hardest hit by the coronavirus. We are operating the Women's Clinic of Columbus, saving nearly two babies every single day. Where else are we? We're in Pakistan. Oh, please don't forget my pastors, my churches, 30 of them in Pakistan right now preaching the gospel, and they're sending word to me, Pastor, please pray for us. Please try to help us. We don't have food to feed our families. Corona has hit there so desperately, so hard. I need your help tonight. I'm not ashamed to ask you. That's part of my job, to make a demand on your faith. I want to give you gifts, as you do. So for your gift tonight of any size, let's make this a record night. If you can give 40, don't give 20. If you can give 20, don't give 10. If you can give 100, don't give 50. Let's really do something for God this Pentecost week. Here it is, 50. One promise for each day between Passover and Pentecost for your gift of any size tonight. Don't go yet, because I'd also like to give you this powerful series, Ghost in the House. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of course, we're talking about the Holy Ghost. I want to send that to you, four discs and the book for your love gift tonight of only $40. Two $20 bills. If you're hurting, God bless you. If you've lost your job, we're praying for you. But I can tell you this, don't stop giving. Don't stop giving. If you used to be able to give 40 and tonight you can only give 4 do it. Do it. Exercise your faith. I want you to go in just a moment, and I want you to make your offering. We'll give you all the information, if it's not already up, of how you can do that. I promised you that I would give you a word about the tragedy on Tuesday. You know, leading a multicultural congregation as I have for over 40 years, it's afforded me the privilege of having deep, deep conversations with many, many precious African-American brothers and sisters really across America. I hear their voices. I hear the deep anguish as they recall incidents in which someone in law enforcement subjected them to extra and often very, very intense scrutiny Here's the tragedy, simply because of the color of their skin. Now this week, whether you know it or not, in Minneapolis, those same feelings of powerlessness and defilement have followed an encounter where officers thought they knew something about George Floyd based only upon the way he looked. Ultimately, his life was taken after those officers exerted far too excessive force, it's beyond beyond time for the church to rise up as a righteous body, a righteous body of justice and demand that those in authority follow God's command. Jesus died for every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation. His church was meant to represent that redemptive activity in everything. Oh, we're going to pray for the Floyd family, of course. Pray for all those suffering as a result of that senseless tragedy. But also, we refuse not to raise our voice even louder for justice, fairness, and equality as a holy God intends for every one of us to do. And I hope you will. Don't forget, Miss Joni, Tomorrow, 10 o'clock, Great Thursday, favorite chapel, Valor Christian College. Also, as soon as you sow your offering, don't forget, Harvest Youth's segment will follow immediately, just in about three minutes. So get everybody ready. I pray for you right now. I pray for your finances. I pray for your employment. I pray for your career. I pray for your job. I pray that God Almighty will sustain you and sustain his church through you as you obey his word. Give, it shall be given unto you. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I wanna invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.